0: Alhamdulillahi wa kafal Wa salamun ala ibadihil ladheena As-tafa amma baad Paulumillahi min ash shaytanir Ya ayyuhal nas Antum al-fukarau illallah Wa ta'ala Fi ayatan ukhra Mumah khulaktul jinnah Wal-insa illa liya'budun Wa kallallahu ta'ala Fi ayatan ukhra Inni jailun Fil ardi khalifa. Subh'ana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon. Wa salaamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala s Muhammad wa ala ala s-eeluna Muhammad wa barik wa s Allahumma salli ala s Muhammad wa ala ala s-eeluna Muhammad wa barik wa Every person on earth wonders and has to decide, what does it mean to be a human being? What is the purpose of our life? Why are we here? There are many different answers to this question. You can put all of the answers into two categories. One category is all the answers that any human being has ever been able to come up with. Every ideology, every philosophy, every thinker, all of that can go into one category. And the other category is the answer that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to this question in the Qur'an. That who we are and why we are here and where we are going. So some people they make a mistake. And they make the aql the imam of their life. And whatever the aql says they do it. They base their whole life on their aql. And this has become a great problem in the Muslim ummah. Whether you want to call it reformism, whether you want to call it modernism, whether you want to call it moderation, everybody trying to follow their own akal. But you have to understand that the akal is like eyes. And no matter how good eyesight you have, you will never be able to see unless there is light. You must have the light, either sunlight, or you must have the light of the bulb. Otherwise, no matter how sharp your vision is, you won't be able to see anything at all. Just like that the akl is like eyes and the light is the nur of the wahi. The light is the nur of Qur'anul Kareem. The light is the nur of the sunnah of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu If a person tries to see without light, they will never be able to see. If a person tries to use their aql to understand anything, Without the Nur of the Quran and Sunnah they will never be able to understand anything correctly at all. <coughs> so instead we have to take our understanding from what? The Akal is not the Imam of our life. The Kalb, our heart is the Imam of our life. This is what Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us in Deen. Allah ta'ala sent Wahi Quran on the Kalb, the heart of Nabi Akriam Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi he used to speak to people from the heart from heart to heart from his qalb to the kalub of others and allah ta'ala himself says in quran that the only person who will benefit from quran is liman kana kalb that whomsoever has a heart they will be able to get the zikra the nasiha the advice the guidance from quran and after nabi ya kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed away he said al-ulamāu warathatul anbiya that the scholars will be the legatees of the prophets. So there's one particular group of scholars which has kept this heartfelt effort alive that they understand everything on the basis of this heart. Biha. They follow that sincerely and they teach people from their heart and they address the hearts of the people and the names of those ulama are called awliyaullah. They address the hearts of the people. And when we look in Quran, even if you just even before I look at the verses about iman, let us first look as what does Allah Taala say about insan. According to Allah Taala, what is a human being? So there are few words Allah Taala uses in Quran. First word Allah Taala says in Quran, Ya ayyuhannas nas antumul fakara uilallah, that O oh, people. Each and every single one of you needs Allah. Means to be human is to need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To be human is to be dependent on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are faqir. And this is our problem. That a lot of us we have stopped feeling this need. We don't have need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We say we don't need Allah ta'ala in our life. We don't need this. I don't need to do that. And nobody will say it with their tongue. But actions speak louder than words. Anything and everything in deen, if we're not doing it, it means that we're trying to live a life that is screaming out loud that I don't need this. I don't need that. I don't need this. La wa la إِنْ illa Allah Ta'ala is saying that your very humanity means that you need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on each and everything. Completely dependent on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Completely needy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala picked a very important word faqir faqir in Arabic is also used For that extremely poor person Who is genuinely needy Not a professional beggar Extremely poor person Who is genuinely needy So if you come to some of our Muslim countries Whether it's Pakistan or Bangladesh Or Somalia or other some countries like that Yes you will find people like that They are truly genuinely Destitute, they are poor And when they come to you To ask you for some help, you will see that everything about them is faqir. The way they look at you, their gaze is that of a faqir. The way they look at you shows how much need they have. The way they walk, the way they carry themselves is faqir. It shows how much need they have. The way they're dressed, it shows how much need they have. Everything about them is faqir. They're in complete need. So Allah ta'ala picked this word for us. So that we would understand that we also should walk like this on this earth. That we are in complete need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our eyes should express a need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The way we talk and act and interact should express our need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyuhannas, antumul fukara'u illallah. That O oh people each and every one of you completely needs Allah ta'ala. We are needy. Now the problem is that we had a delusion. Because we had money in this world, we forgot that we were needy. Because we had education in this world, we forgot that we were needy. Because we had a house in this world, we forgot that we were needy. Therefore we don't walk like a fakir. We don't talk like a fakir. We don't act like a fakir. That's why many of the ulama, uliya, salaha, they used to use this word to refer to themselves faqir, Always reminding themselves that I'm muhtaj. I need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I may have anything in the world. I may have everything in the world. But still I'm ultimately needy for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So to be human is to need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need to start to feel that need back in our life. We need to feel that need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we feel the need for Him, then we will start to make amal on our deen even more. So we should ask ourselves the question, do I feel this need? Do I feel that dependence? And if you don't feel that you need Allah Ta'ala, is there something else that you need? If I was to tell you to make a list, write down the top 10 things that you need. Most people won't say the word Allah Ta'ala. <laughs> they will say, I need job, I need money, I need promotion, I need this, I need that. We keep, I say, keep writing, you'll keep writing. I said, think more, you'll keep writing we won't even think to write this on our list that no first and foremost i need allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. so we are far from the quranic definition of even being a human being even being a human being and allah subhanahu is al ghani allah taala is al mustagni allah, wa ta'ala, is allah, wa ta'ala, is allah wa taala is beyond any need allah wa taala is independent of us entirely we need him completely this is allah's mercy this is Allah mercy that He has created us. So this is the first feeling that we should have. Second feeling is that Allah ta'ala said in Quran, وَمَا wal insa إِلَّا لَيَعْبُدُونَ That I did not create the jinn. Allah ta'ala says about Himself that I, Allah ta'ala, did not create the jinn or a humanity except to be my slaves except that they would feel like my slaves, except that they would submit to me, be subordinate to me, be subservient to me, ubudiyya. إِلَّا لَيَعْمَدُونَ Does not mean ibadah all the time? No. You don't have to be making salah all the time, be making sajda all the time. But you have to feel like a slave all the time. See? Again, Allah picked a word, Abd. Abd means slave. Now, there's no slavery in this world, but all of you know in history, there was something called Slavery if there was a person who was a slave they're always a slave they will tell you I'm a slave forever if you say that oh look today your master is sick and he's resting so there's no work for you today do you feel free he says no I'm still a slave if the master says okay you're done for today now you can go rest and you can go to sleep you go to him then and ask do you feel free so now I'm still a slave he will still act like a slave he will still behave like a slave he will still talk like a slave his all identity is that I'm a slave. So this is how people are being a slave to the masters of this world. Can you imagine how much we should be a slave to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala? To Allah Taala, pick this word. We don't have that feeling. We don't think we're slave. We think we're free. <laughs> we're foolish. We think we're malik of our own time. We're malik of our own health, our own house. We're malik of our own family. We think we're malik of everything. We are living a life where we try to be malik of one more things. Malik of one shop, malik of two shops, malik of one business, malik of one house, malik of three houses, malik of three cars. We are malik, malik, malik. Actually, Deen is saying that you are nothing. The only reason you are even created. You exist only to become the abd of Allah SWT, to become the complete slave of Allah SWT. It's a very different feeling. And Allah Ta'ala wants us to remind us every day in case we forget. That's why every day, five times a day, in every Raka'ah of Salah, we recite Surah Fatiha, Malik, Maliki yawmiddin Allah Ta'ala is the Malik if you forget and you think that you're the master of this world, remember that there is a day coming called the Day of Judgment in which Allah Ta'ala will make his ownership clear, his sovereignty clear his dominion clear, a caller will call out on that day, yawm lillahi al wahid al that to whom belongs the dominion, the power the rule on this day, Lillah only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Wahid, that one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, القهار, that overpowering Dominant Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we're supposed to remember this that we are abd. Now in this world you will see, find out there's not that slavery, people have chosen to bid another type of slavery. Some people, their slavery to their slave to their job, corporate mentality. What does it mean? Everything the boss tells them to do, they will do it. This is how they're trained. If there is a job and they're hired for the job, and the job description says, Okay, these are fifteen things you have to do. And if the person says, okay, I will do 14 of them. I won't do the 15th. What will happen? They say, you're out the door. What does it mean to be an employee? They say, you have to have 100% compliance with your instructor, with your employer. 100% compliance. You say, no, but I'm doing 14 out of 15 things. I'm doing 95%. They say, you're gone. If you willfully, deliberately choose not to do even one thing that your boss tells you, you're fired. Finished. Finished. The professor will tell the student the same thing. That you have to do this requirement, this paper, this exam. If the student says, no, I'll do everything, but I won't take that exam. Since you're gone, you can ask. In the state, in a country. If you say that, oh, you're immigrant and you want to get a British passport. And they say, okay, you must swear. And you say, okay, I accept, I will comply to every single thing in the constitution of this country. Except Article 3, Paragraph 2. They say, you're gone, go back to your country, finished. They will not accept non-compliance at all. So we are willing to comply 100%. And we should. You should comply to the law. You should comply to your employer as long as it's has been halal. But what is the matter with us? We do non-compliance to Allah ta'ala. We miss Fajr sometimes. We don't lower our gaze sometimes. We don't pair Zakat sometimes. We're doing non-compliance with Allah. With the real Malik. With the real ruler. With the real master. Who we were supposed to be his real abd, we were supposed to be completely submissive and subordinate to him. We're so submissive in this world to our worldly masters, and we can't be submissive to Allah Ta'ala, our real master. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, not just for believers, for all human beings. That I have not created jinn or all of you humanity, except for my slavehood. Except to be my slaves and servants. Now, Ibadah was supposed to be that part of Ubudiyyah that we most felt like the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Most felt like the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inside salah. This is another poem. Even us inside salah, we don't feel like the slave of Allah Ta'ala. Inside salah. They say, I'm praying I don't think about Allah Ta'ala. I'm praying I still have thoughts of this world. I'm praying I'm still thinking about my shop, my business. I'm praying my mind is blank. (laughs) Allahu Akbar Kabirah. We can't even feel like a slave inside Salah. Then Allah Ta'ala tried to assist us, guide us with His mercy. He said, okay, you will make sajda. You will prostrate like a slave. People say, no, I go into sajda. Even then I don't feel anything. (laughs) Allah <laughs> Qabila. They say, I go into Sajdah, even then I don't feel the slavehood to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. So if we don't feel like an abd in Sajdah, we don't feel like an um in Ibadah, that's why we don't feel like an abd outside Ibadah, that's why we don't act like a slave outside Ibadah, and that's why we break Allah Ta'ala's rules. We sin against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah <laughs> Now in this world if a slave breaks the rules of their master, you know what happens. Huh? So, what do we think is going to happen to us when we are the slaves of Allah Taala and we break the rules of that master? So, actually, to be human is to be fakir, and to be human is to be the abd of Allah Taala. Means to be human is to be a slave. But remember that Allah Taala is the most wonderful master. He is al-Rahman al-Rahim master. He is al-Kareem master. In slavery to Allah Taala, we find freedom. In slavery to Allah Taala, we find liberation. Allah Taala is uplifting humanity by making them slaves to Him. That's why we say Allah Taala, we want You to put the crown of Your slavery on our head. This is how our Mashayikh used to view it. They viewed it as a royal crown that I'm in the slavery of Allah Subhanahu. Wa ta'ala. Like people used to say in this country, right? I'm in the service of Her Majesty the Queen. I'm in the royal crown service. They used to view it as an honor that they were selected for the service to the crown. So we should view it as an honor, that we were selected for the slavehood of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then there's another type of people, that instead of being the slave of Allah ta'ala, they're the slave of their nafs. There's another type of life. One group was the slave of their aql. There's now another group, that they become the slave of their nafs. Allah ta'ala says in Qur'an, ilahu That don't you look in amazement, Don't you gaze aghast at that person who has taken their nafs as their ilah. Even when Allah Ta'ala says this word hawa, hawa means the basic whisperings of the nafs. It's not even nafs-e-amara. Hawa means even the slightest suggestion of their nafs, they take it as their god. Slaves to their nafs instead of slave to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. And many people who sin, they think this is an excuse. They say, I didn't know what to do, my nafs overcame me. My nafs overwhelmed me. I didn't want to do that sin, but my nafs filled me with that feeling of lust. I didn't know what I could do. What do you mean? You do not know what you could do. <laughs> you don't have deen. You don't have hidayah. You don't have the sunnah, Nabiya Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Ta'ala has not equipped you to defeat this nafs. They said, No, I'm just, I didn't know what to do. They said, Or oh, anger overcame me. My nafs overwhelmed me. I started feeling anger. Allah hukmar. Can't control my anger nafs. I can't control my lust. Nafs. I I don't know. I had so much greed. I couldn't control myself. I ended up getting such a big debt on my credit card. You couldn't control your greed. Nafs. I didn't know what to do. I had so much envy for that person. So much jealousy for that person. I did backbiting. I tried to undermine them. Undercut them. Nafs. I couldn't feel humility. I felt I was something. I felt proud. I felt arrogant. So then I treated the other person that they were lower than me. Takumbur. Nafs. Look at us, we are slave to our nafs. And Allah is saying in Qur'an, you're supposed to be slave to Allah. Hmm? Can you imagine? We have traded slavery of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fine, alhamdulillah, we're not slave to idols. We don't worship statues. We don't worship fire. But we have another type of shirk in us. We have started worshipping our nafs. أَفَرَأَيْتَ مَنِتَّخَلَ hu hawa. That aren't you amazed? Look at this person. Believer in the middle of the night, they do ibadat of allah ta'ala. Sinner in the middle of the night, they do ibadat of their nafs. When they're alone at night, they worship their nafs. When they're alone at night, they submit to their nafs. When they're alone at night, they bow down to their nafs. Believer when they're alone at night, they bow down to allah ta'ala. They worship allah ta'ala. They remember allah ta'ala. So we've lost our humanity. Not just iman. We've lost our humanity if we are not fakir and we are not abd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. Now can you imagine that we were supposed to be the best of humans? We are the Ummah of wasallam, the best Ummah, the very best community that has brought been brought forth for people in the entire history of humanity. And we don't even have the attributes of humanity that Allah Ta'ala mentions in Quran. We are not fakir. we are not abd. Allah then Allah Ta'ala mentioned third identity Third word in Qur'an Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Qur'an Inni fil Khalifa. Allah Akbar This is another concept of humanity <laughs> But Who are we? We are Khalifatullah fil ard <laughs> A human being is supposed to be The representative of Allah Ta'ala's will The manifestation of Allah Ta'ala's mercy The embodiment of Allah Ta'ala's rules On earth you know when we say about Sahaba Ikram, about Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq wa anhu, we say with such love that he was Khalifatul Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Bakr as-Siddiq was Khalifatul Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah Ta'ala has made every one of you and me Khalifatullah fil ard. How many of us are living up to that identity? Hmm? What does it mean? It means that everywhere this person would walk, people would remember Allah, people would recognize Allah. Idha that when they are seen, Allah taala is remembered. It's a hadith. The Kareem s.a.w. said that there are such people that when you look at them, you remember Allah subhanahu wa taala. That's called Khalifatullah fil-ard. This is how the Deen of Islam spread. Sahabah Akram they used to walk the face of this earth. That's it. That's all they had to do. They just had to walk this earth. (laughs) Not talk. Not lecture. Not give some class and comparative religion. Why Islam is better than this religion. No. They just walk the face of this earth. But because they were faqir, They were abd. And they were khalifatullah fil ard. When people would meet them, they would want to become like them. That's what they would say. They would just say this very simple. We want to be like you. That's it. You know today Indonesia, out of all the countries in the Muslim world, Indonesia has the largest population. How did Islam come to Indonesia? It didn't come through jihad. It didn't even come through dawah. It just came through trade. Sahaba actually went there just to trade. They just walked on that earth. And the Indonesians looked at them and said we trade with you later. First we want to become like you first. Allahu Akbar. We want to be just like you. We don't even know what you are. We don't know. We haven't heard the word Islam. We haven't heard the word Tawheed. But we want to be just like you. Allahu Akbar. Who says that to us today? Hmm? Has your colleague at work ever told you that? I want to be just like you. Hmm? Has your neighbor ever told you that? I want to be just like you. Oh my friends, have your own sons even look at you and say that, that? Oh father, I want to be just like you. And these people were Khalifatullah fil Ard. Then if you want to look at a larger community, the largest number of Muslims in the world are in South Asia. Pakistan, India, Bangladesh combined have over half a billion Muslims. 500 plus million Muslims are in India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. How did Islam come over there? Same thing. Another group of people came. This is after Sahaba. Although few Sahaba came... They were called awliyaullah. Khwaja Muinuddin Chisti and As a great awliyaullah. What did they do? They just walked those areas. That's it. <laughs> they just walked through those countries and areas and people started accepting Islam. Repenting from this incredible type of shirk called Hinduism. A very sophisticated system of shirk called Hinduism. A very ancient system of shirk called Hinduism. But they looked at these awliyaullah. Same thing. No discussion, no lecture about Tuhid versus Shirk, no argument, no aqal everything was from the kalb. They saw these people who were khalifatullah fil ard and they said, I want to be just like you. That's it. Half a billion Muslims today in this area. Why? Because there were some human beings who were faqir. They were abd. They were khalifatullah fil ard. They had lived up to the Quranic definition of insan. They were true human beings. They needed Allah Ta'ala. They were slaves to Allah Ta'ala. And then they represented the will and mercy of Allah Ta'ala on earth. And half a billion people today are Islam because of their barakah. Allah <laughs> Akbar Kabira. This is called deen of Islam. This is called being insan. This is called being insan. That beyond being insan all of us we have another identity and that is our iman we're not ordinary insan we're insan mu'min we are insan mu'min so in addition to being faqir abd and a khalifatullah fil ard there's even more allah ta'ala says in quran about us even more first verse allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first verse we show you tonight allah ta'ala says about the believers amanu <laughs> وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا And those who believe, those who have iman, who are they? What is their identity? What is their sifat, their attribute? What is their real, real feeling? Ashaddu حُبَّا لِلَّهُ That they're extremely intense in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ashaddu حُبَّا لِلَّهُ The ulama wrote that normally in Qur'an, Allah subhanahu uses a slightly different phrase. Ya أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ he calls out that Oh you who believe And then tells them Do this Do that Here they said No Allah Ta'ala didn't do this So I'll explain to you First a little bit in Urdu Then I'll translate in English Allah Ta'ala Could say That Ya eyyuhalladina Amanu Ahibullahu That Ey imanwalu Allah Seh Mohabbat Kuro Mufasri ke No Allah Ta'ala Ki ghayrat ko Sajta ne Ki kisi ko Kehen ko Inseh Mohabbat Kare Allah Ta'ala Ko sajta ne Doosri baat Firmay Ki Is ki Kehenne ki Zeruart Nehi you iman Allah is Iman to to iman Means in English that Allah ta'ala could have said that all oh, you who believe, love Allah. So Allah wrote that no. It doesn't befit Allah stature, it doesn't befit Allah Ta'ala's grandeur that he should have to tell anyone to love him. And second, that the believers by definition love Allah how could you be Allah Dina Aminu and not love Allah? That's what Allah is saying in the Quran. So not Ya Ayyuhladina Amnu, just Walla Dina Amunu, Ashadu That those who have iman simply by virtue of having their iman, they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intensely. They love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a lot. Allah. This is another identity. Look at the beauty now of Deen. This is our identity, we are the lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, we're needy of Him. Yes, we're a slave of His. Yes, we represent His will on earth, but we're also His lovers. Subhanallah. Everyone wants to have a beautiful love. Hmm? Can anybody have a more beautiful love than being the lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Hmm? This is the greatest love, the greatest romance in the history of the universe is the love that the believers have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the love that Allah ta'ala has for the believers. But again we look in our hearts. We don't find that love. We don't have that master quality of iman. We don't really love Allah Taala. Same thing you can check inside our salah. We don't pray the salah of the lover. Have you ever seen a lover that they talk to their beloved alone and they tell you I didn't feel anything? Is it possible you say you must not be a lover? You must not love them. Can they say that I love this beloved and I got a chance to talk to that beloved alone and all the time I was talking, my beloved put all of their attention on me and even then I don't feel anything? We we'll said there's no way you're a lover. That's not called love. You can't accept that. In salah, you know what happens? We are talking to Allah. Sayyidina Rasulullah said in Hadith that when a person prays salah, Allah Ta'ala is intensely aware of them Allah Ta'ala is intensely vigilant of them All of Allah Ta'ala's awareness Allah Ta'ala is All of Allah Ta'ala's awareness is on them They're in the spotlight They're in the spotlight Allah <coughs> akbar And we still don't feel anything hmm? Still don't feel anything Unfeeling unfeeling, Heartless Mindless in our Salah And then outside Salah you can imagine then What our condition is and the Arabs, they say, al لمن ahamba mutiun. That another sign of the lover is the lover is obedient to their beloved. What does it mean? It's part of love. That you always want to please your beloved. You want to make your beloved happy. You want to be like the beloved wants you to be. Why? Because the secret of love is that every lover actually wants to become the beloved of their beloved. Har <laughs> ashik Every lover wants to become the beloved of their beloved. So they'll do anything for that. You will see in this world when people have fake loves, they do anything to convince the person. They say, I'll change myself. I'll do this. Whatever you want. I'll be it. Whatever you say. I'll do it. Just love me back. Hmm? That's how people talk in this world. But These lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. آمُنُوا <laughs> What does it mean to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala It's what we say in this world. It means that, Ya Allah, I don't love you just for what you do to me. Because then you will only love Allah ta'ala when you're in good times. And you won't feel love for Allah ta'ala when you're in test. So you say, Allah, ta'ala, I don't just love you for what you do to me. I love you for who you are. That's what people say to each other, right? That I love you for who you are. That's what it means. I love you because you are Al Rahman, because you are Al Kareem, because you are Allah. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. It doesn't make a difference to me. I love you equally in good times and bad times because my love for you is not based on what you do for me. My love for you is based on who you are. amanu The people of Iman. This is their trait, their sifat, their attribute. They love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intensely Allah akbar. They love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intensely We don't have that love We don't have that feeling We don't have that feeling So to be fakir, To be abd To be khalifatullah fil ard To be mu'min and to be muhibb of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then Allah wa ta'ala gave us another identity Another identity What is that? That is called being the Mahbub of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we are the Beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now many times people, they think that being the Beloved of Allah ta'ala is the end of Deen. يَدِينَ كَإِنْتَحَي This is the last stage that you spend your whole life obeying, worshipping, loving, and you may be lucky to be selected to become the Beloved of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. No, that's incorrect. Our Deen, beginning of our Deen, is that we're the Beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes? the beginning of iman is mahabbiyyah the intiha of iman is mahabbiyyah the beginning of iman is being beloved to allah ta'ala then you have to work to become the lover of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala proof from quran allah ta'ala says in quran exactly this word for word listen to quran azim allah ta'ala says yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbu yuhibbuhum allah ta'ala loves the believers first Wa and, the and then the believers love Allah. Yuhibbuhu means first Allah Taala loves us. For and then the believers love Allah Taala, means the second a person adopted iman they become the mahbub of Allah subhanahu wa Ta'ala. So what does iman means? Iman means that love that Allah Taala back who already loves you. What a beautiful concept of humanity. Hmm? What a beautiful understanding of life. That fall in love with that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who already fell in love with you when the second you took iman. Allah ta'ala says in Quran, wali amanu. Allah Allah is the wali of those who believe. Allah Ta'ala is the friend of those who believe. Now again you will see, most places in Quran, Allah Ta'ala uses another construct. Alladheena amanu wa those who have iman and they do righteous deeds, virtuous acts. Here, when Allah Ta'ala wanted to talk about his love, when Allah ta'ala wanted to gift his wilayah, he didn't even mention this shart condition of amil salihat He just said, Allahu That's it. All you do is, You have iman, Allah subhanahu wa Ta'ala becomes our wali. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala takes the believers out from all of their darknesses, from the darkness of sin, the darkness of depression, the darkness of ignorance, the darkness of being misguided. إلى nur. And Allah Ta'ala brings them into nur. The nur of his hidayah, the nur of his rahmah, the nur of his muhabbah, the nur of his mahbubiyyah, the light of his love and mercy. This is who we are. This is who we are. Now if a person gets some love in this world, they're so happy, they're so proud. Hmm? They can be so happy. They can forget every other worry in the world. Why? Because they say so-and-so loves me. The fact that so-and-so loves me makes me so happy that even if anything else in my life is going wrong, it won't make me sad. Because I'm enjoying so much that so-and-so loves me. That's supposed to be the way the believer feels about Allah Allah Ta'ala told, told me in Qur'an, Yuhibbuhum. Allah Ta'ala loves me. After that, whatever happens in my life is secondary. <laughs> What sadness can there be after the joy of being the beloved of Allah? SWT? What grief and depression can come to a person after the happiness of being the beloved of Allah? SWT? What need is there of any other friend when Allah Taala has gifted us His friendship? Allahu amanu. When He is our Wali, when He is our wakil. this is why Allah SWT says in Quran: That whomsoever takes this path of tawakkul, who trusts and relies and depends on Allah Ta'ala entirely, for who then Allah Subhanahu Wa ta'ala will be sufficient for them. Allah Ta'ala will be enough for them. Allah Ta'ala will become the be-all and end-all of their life. But that's if we have this feeling of tawakkul If we trust in Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today we lack that trust. We don't have that trust. The young men, they don't have that trust that Allah Ta'ala will give them a job, give them money, so sometimes they go the wrong path, they take a wrong deal, they... Let themselves work in a wrong place. Why don't we have that tawakkul? Why don't we have this yakin and iman in Allah ta'ala? That if we trust in Him, He will be everything for us. What need do we have of interest in this world? What need do we have of unlawful jobs in this world? We have tawakkul. We have trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Allah ta'ala is promising in Qur'an. Allah ta'ala is talking about dunya. That Allah ta'ala will be entirely enough and sufficient for that person in all of their needs in the dunya. May <laughs> hasbuhu. So when a person gets older, they should also do tawakkul on Allah Sometimes when people get older, so Allah Taala, for example, He said in Quran that your amwal and your awlad your money, your property, your possessions, your house, your cars, and your awlad your children, are a fitnah, are a test for you. What does it mean? If you overly become overly dependent on them, you overly indulge in them, to the expense of your deen, to the distraction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it becomes a fitna for you. A lot of people have this problem. They're overly dependent on their things, their material possessions, or on their relations. Our musaykh, they mention, our Hazratji mentions like this, that sometimes people have this problem. They say that I'm worried what's going to happen to my children after I die. What's going to happen to my children after I die? He says, No. You should say that what's going to happen to my children after they die. What does it mean? What's going to happen to my children after I die means that once I die, what's going to happen to my children in the dunya? As opposed to, what's going to happen to my children after they die? When they die, what's going to happen to them in the Akhira? That's a greater concern. So if you've crossed 40, you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Instead of only worrying what's going to happen to your children in this world, when will you start worrying that what's going to happen to your children in the Akhirah? What's going to happen to them in the next world? What will their eternal life be like? Why are we so worried about what their worldly life will be like? And their worldly life to Allah Ta'ala is guaranteed he will take care of it. It's the afterlife that we have to train them for. It's the afterlife we have to prepare them for. So we have to have this tawakkul and reliance and dependence on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now listen a bit more to this concept of being Allah Ta'ala's mahbub. This means many things. One aspect of this is that we are the murad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Well before I even explain this to you, there's one more identity we have. We are fakir, we are abd, we're khalifatullah fil ard. We are muhib, lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are mahbub, the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's another identity Allah ta'ala selected us for. We are the ummati of Nabi Kareem. Sallallahu Alaihi Sallam. This is another part of who we are. This is who we are. This is a great gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He selected us, not just for iman. There have been many groups of believers in history. Allah Ta'ala selected us to be those Mu'mineen who were blessed to be from the Ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah. This is such a special selection. This is the greatest honor. That could be given to any human being after the Prophets, that you can be selected to be from the Ummah of Nabi Akreem We don't feel that it's an honor. We don't feel it. You know, today if some people they get selected for a university, what do they do? They start wearing the shirt with the name of that university. They put the bumper sticker on their car with the name of that university. Hmm? They feel proud that they were selected. And we were selected and they want everybody to recognize them through their shirt and their bumper sticker that this person has been selected for this university. So why is it that when Allah subhanahu wa Taala selected us to be from the Ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah we don't want to be recognized that we're a member of His Ummah. Why is it that we want to be unrecognizable in this world? Hmm? Is there something to be ashamed about? Are we ashamed of the sunnah of our beloved Nabiya Kareem? La wa la illa billah. What if Allah Ta'ala accepts this from our part? What if on the day of judgment we are raised? Nabiya Kareem said that you will die the way you lived. You will die the way you lived. So, what if we spend our whole life that out there nobody should recognize me as a Muslim? Nobody should be able to tell. Am I Muslim Turk or am I a Christian creation? Nobody should be able to tell, am I Pakistani Muslim or I'm Indian Hindu? Nobody should be able to tell, am I Romanian or am I Muslim? Nobody should be able to tell. I want to carry myself in such a way that I'm unrecognizable as a Muslim. You're supposed to be Khalifatullah fil Ard. You're supposed to be representing the will and manifestation of Allah Ta'ala, the beauty of the Sunnah of Nabi'a Kareem on earth. That was why you were created. لَكَرْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رُسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ That for you in the beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you have a beautiful role model, the example of pure beauty, virtue and excellence. And you want to know, nobody should recognize me like that. So what if Allah Ta'ala accepts this? What does it mean? That's okay, fine. You don't want to be recognized as a member of his ummah. So on the day of judgment you are raised in such a way. That you are not recognizable to the nabi of this ummah. If you didn't want to be recognized by the entire ummah in this world. So Allah Ta'ala will say fine. We don't raise you up in a way. That you are not recognized by the entire ummah in that world. Sometimes it happens. We don't know if we meet somebody. Should I say salam to them? I can't tell. Maybe he's Hindu. Maybe he's Muslim. I don't know. If they say salam. We will definitely say alaikum salam back. Right? But otherwise, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Allah Khakmah. Strange. huh? Strange the way we are. This is our identity. We are Ummati ibn Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is an honor for us. It is a glory for us. Our izzat lies in this. Our honor lies in this. There can be no greater izzat than to be from his ummah. People love to say, oh, I worked for this institute. They showed their business card to you. Huh? With proud... They're proud that they are attached to this corporation, this institute, this council, whatever it is. Hmm? So we're not happy to be part of the Ummah of Nabi Karim ﷺ. This is our identity. Okay, now it's not just the outward, it's also the inward. We were supposed to have his sunnah adab, his sunnah akhlaq, his sunnah character, his sunnah feelings. This is what it means to be from his ummati. Be from his ummah. We don't have that. Sayyidina Rasulullah said, The best of you in Allah's regard is the one who is the best to his family. The best of you in Taala's eyes is the one who in Allah's regard is the one who is best to his ahl. That's called sunnah of Kareem He was the best husband to Mu'mineen Khadija He was the best husband to Mu'mineen Aisha How many of us can say we have that sunnah? How many of us can say my wife will say that about me that I'm the best husband to her? Hmm? We are from the Ummah of Nabiya Karim This is his Sunnah We have to live his Sunnah We have to embody his Sunnah We have to follow his Sunnah It's our identity Who he was We have to become like that Make your heart like his heart Make your adab like his adab Make your manners like his manners Make your character like his character Make your feelings like his feelings This is our identity So we've lost our identity. We've lost our spiritual identity. We've retained our worldly identity. That I'm a Britisher, I'm a Pakistani, I'm this, I'm that. We have so many worldly identities and we've lost our spiritual identities. And you know this word Ummati is a beautiful word in the Arabic language. Why? Because it has two meanings. Two meanings. It's two ways this word can be used. First way the word is used, Ummati. In Urdu it means Ummatwala. In English, it means a person of the Ummah. So when you add this letter Ya at the end, it comes for Nisbat. It's called Ya Nisbat. So for example, Lahori, Lahorwala, oh, Londoni, Londonwala, the person of London, right? The Ummati means a person from the Ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah. But the same word Ummati can mean something else. Here then, when you add the Ya, it comes for possession. For example, kitabi, my book, qalami, my pen. So, ummati means my ummah. And this was a word Nabiya Karim used to make dua. Ya Rab, Ya Rab, ummati, ummati, ummati. That, oh Allah, SWT, my ummah, my ummah, my ummah. He used to yearn to Allah. SWT. And some of his duas, literally, he just used to repeat this word, ummati, ummati, ummati. Means Nabi Karim was so concerned for his ummah, he was at a loss of words. He couldn't even make a sentence of du'a. So he just presented this one word to Allah Ta'ala, one word du'a, ummati, ummati, ummati. And me and you are also ummati. We are from his ummah. That's our identity. Do you know that? Let me give, you don't understand. If I told you some big wali of Allah Ta'ala prayed for you at tahajjud, you say, oh my gosh. MashaAllah, I'm so lucky. If I tell you your mother prayed for your tahajjud, you'll say, hmm. I'm so lucky. Or don't you understand what it means to be ummati? Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu sallam, prayed for us in every single night at tahajjud. We should feel it. I'm not an ordinary person. I have somebody's du'as with me. And not just any somebody. I have Imam al Anbiya, Sayyidul anbiya Sayyid al Alwaleen Wal Aqareen, Rahmatul Alameen, I have his doors with me. If somebody were to tell you that it's so shameful you did this sin even though your mother made so many du'as for you you start feeling bad. You say, oh you did this sin, the ulama makes so much du'a for you you start feeling bad. I say you still do this sin, the ulaya ulama make du'a for you you will feel bad. How bad should we feel, oh you still do this sin when Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa made du'a for you. How can you be doing this? How can you act like this? How can you lose your haya when Nabiya made so many du'as for you? And you do it at the same time at night. At the same time at night. In the heart of the night. In the middle of the night. When Sayyidina Rasulullah at that time at night used to make dua for you. You O Ummati at that time at night. You betray him and you engage in acts of Allah lust. Allah of Hakmar Where's our identity? Where's our realization? That we're Ummati ibn Nabi Karim So, the young men especially should remember this every time it's night. Don't look at just that it's night time, it's PM, it's nightlife time, it's internet time. No. A second it becomes night, you should say, This is now the time that my Nabiya Kareem used to make dua for me. That's what night is for us. That's what we call the night. What is the night? How do you define the night? How do you recognize the night? The night was that time when the greatest of creation, the greatest lover of Allah Ta'ala, the greatest beloved of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Alameen used to make dua for me. That's called the night. Spend your night in awareness of that. Inshallah you won't be able to sin. This is our identity. This is who we are. We're Ummati. Now look at the Quranic understanding of humanity. Hmm? So much better than atheism. Huh? What is atheism and secularism? I have to say what a human being is. Our deen teaches us that a human being is faqir, human being is abd, human being is khalifatullah, human being is muhib, lover of Allah, human being is mahbub, beloved to Allah Ta'ala. Oh, and us, insani, mu'min, we are those humans who are the ummati of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahu akbar. Then being mahbub of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has another aspect to it, that we are the murad of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. This is a slightly delicate concept to understand. We are the murad. What does it mean? Murad means it comes from irada. Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an, فَعَالًا لِمَا يُرِيدٍ Allah Ta'ala ultimately does whatever He wants to do. Whatever He wills and wishes to do. So that means if me and you exist, it's only because Allah Ta'ala wanted us to exist. It's not an accident. It's not accident, evolution. No, 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 no. We exist because Allah wanted us to exist. You know how that should make you feel? I'm not born randomly. I wasn't born accidentally. I'm alive because my Allah wanted to create me. I have iman because my Allah wanted to give me iman. I'm from the Ummah of the Prophet ﷺ because my Allah wanted to be from this Ummah. So, Kareem, this Mm -hmm. is what it means. It's not enough to just to know that Allah Ta'ala is Al-Kareem. We have to feel that Allah ta'ala has Al-Kareem with me. We have to feel it personally. So this is the karim of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. Now when did Allah Ta'ala make this irada? Hmm? When did Allah Ta'ala want us? It wasn't the day you were born on earth. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's ajib. Faalli يُرِيدٌ means that irada is one of the sifat of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. It's pre-eternal. What does it mean that Allah Taala made irada to create us, billions, 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 actually past infinity, forever? We have been the murad of Allah Subhanahu. Wa ta'ala. Since past forever, Allah Taala wanted to create us. Yes. Now let me explain. Allah Taala says in Quran that He first created our ruh. First created our ruh. And then he called all the human rules together. And there was a dialogue. It's rare, word for word in Quran. Allah Ta'ala addresses all the human arwah. And asks them a question. bikum, that Am I not your Rabb? All of the human rules said, Yes, Allah Ta'ala, you are our rub." Now, when did this happen? This happened billions and billions of years ago. Allah Ta'ala created the ruh before he even created the universe means your ruh is older than the big bang <laughs> yes what can we say about science it begins its history with the big bang our deen teaches us that every single human ruh was alive even before the big bang <laughs> yes you have an ancient peace inside you hmm? you have an ancient peace inside you called your ruh Now when Allah Ta'ala created that ruh he created it it was billions and billions of years ago. And then Allah Ta'ala called every one of our ruh to look at Allah Ta'ala. Yes, when Allah Ta'ala asked us this question, Allah s rabbikum, the ruh was gazing on Allah Ta'ala in all of his beauty and splendor. And then the ruh said, Yes Allah, you are our Rub." Okay, from that moment up till the moment you were born, who took care of your Ru? Allah for billions and billions and billions of years Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala was loving your ruh was taking care of your ruh this is the real reason why. That when everybody picks up a newborn baby, they love the newborn baby. Why? Because this is a ruh that for billions of years was getting the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has just entered in this world. So it has mahbubiyah in it. It has belovedness to it. Why? Because it was the beloved of Allah Ta'ala for billions of years. So it's a belovedness, is it straight? So everybody loves the newborn baby. Yes. So that Allah ta'ala that was loving our ruh for billions of years. Can't we love that Allah Ta'ala for seventy years of our life? Hmm? That Allah Ta'ala who took care of our rule for billions of years, you don't think he can take care of our jisam for seventy years of our life? Hmm? You don't have to on Allah tala? He is Al-Razaq. Yes. Allah Akbar. This is what it means to be the Murad of Allah. SWT. Ajeeb. Now I'll show you the last thing for tonight so you understand. What is our <clears throat> ultimate identity? So if what happens, okay, ya Allah, I make myself fakir. I make myself abd, I make myself Khalifatullah fil ard, I make myself your lover mahib. I get your love, I'm your mahbub, I make myself ummati of Sayyidina Rasulullah I follow his uswatun hasana I follow his outward and inward sunnah, Allah Ta'ala I realize that I was your murad, you wanted to create me for past forever, you took care of my roof for billions of years, so now I do all these things, what do I get? We get another identity the ultimate identity and that is called jannati we were created to become Jannati. What is the identity of Jannati? Jannati means this person will now live forever in bliss, in happiness, in surur, in itminan, in sukoon. This is the concept of humanity. that Allah Ta'ala wants us to live forever in happiness for every human being. Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an, وَاللَّهُ yadu salam. That Allah Ta'ala is inviting every single human being to Dar es the everlasting abode of peace. This is who we are. This is what we are. This is our asl. That was our asl home. That's where we belong. So what does it matter if you don't sometimes feel a sense of belonging in this world? Or you may feel left out about something in this world. What does it matter? Your sense of belonging is that I belong in Akhirah, that I belong in Jannah, I have to follow the path of Jannah, do the Amal that will lead to Jannah, make dua to Allah for Jannah, make my heart pure so I can get Jannah. This is our ultimate identity, that a person is Jannati. What does it mean to be Jannati? If you ask the Akal, Akal will say only Allah should live forever. What business does a human being have living forever? Allah says no. I will live forever on my own. I'm Al-Hayyul Qayyum. You will live forever because I want you to live forever. I will live forever because that's who I am. You will live forever because I love you. I want you to be my beloved forever. Allahu Akbar. This is insan? To become the beloved of Allah Ta'ala forever. So what's the greatest blessing in Jannah? Allah Ta'ala said in Quran. That getting the pleasure of the fact that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with us forever. This is the greatest blessing of Jannah. To live in a state that Allah is pleased with us. This is the greatest joy of Jannah. Then there's another big pleasure of Jannah. That is called Ru'ya Ta Ta'ala. That is called to get to see Allah. Allahu Akbar. That is called to be seeing Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. On a very long day, Sayyidina Rasulullah he mentioned that how this will take place. So after, and it's not clear, after so many years in Jannah, at some point Allah Ta'ala will call a grand assembly. And he will gather all of the Ahli Jannah. And this will be the assembly in which they will get to see Allah Ta'ala. At that moment, one very sweet sahabi, he asked a question, Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when there's so many of us, so maybe some of us will be blocking one another's view of Allah Ta'ala. <laughs> He asked a question, he was getting worried. But how is it going to be if everybody in Jannah is going to all be together? So Sayyidina says, no, just like you can all see the moon in the sky, none of you can block each other's view. You all look up and you see the moon, it will be like that. Don't worry, none of you will be able to block the other's view of Jannah. uh, view of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Nabi continued in this. Now, that Allah Ta'ala will reveal Himself in all of His glory and beauty, and the people of Jannah will just be staring at Allah, staring at Allah. Allahu Alam, Millions of years, billions of years, trillions of years, zillions of years. Now then the ulama, they asked a question. And if you get this blessing in Jannah, that you get to see Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, so then why would you do anything else in Jannah? Why would you engage in any of the other pleasures... What fruit of Jannah would you rather eat instead of looking at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So they, didn't under, they were asking this question, That what about the rest of the bounties of Jannah? So the awliyaullah, they gave the answer. Yes, the awliyaullah, they understand these things. So awliyaullah, they gave answer. They said, what will happen? Is that Allah ta'ala will gather all the people of Jannah. They will leave all of their other pleasures and enjoyments and what they were doing. And they will go to that grand assembly... And then Allah Ta'ala will reveal himself and they will all stare at Allah Ta'ala. They will gaze at Allah Ta'ala. They will enjoy that gaze. But this won't continue forever. Why? When they're looking at Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala shows them his Jamal, his beauty. Now the question is, if they look away, we can never imagine how would they look away and go back to their pleasures. Other option is that Allah Ta'ala turns away from them. They said, no, this is Allah Ta'ala, Al-Kareem. How can he turn away from them? Once letting them see him, if Allah Ta'ala turns away from them, then it's against his being Al-Karim. So then the question is, what will happen? So then the Oliya Allah, they mention, that what will happen is that Allah Ta'ala will slowly, slowly show them another aspect of his being, which is called his Jalal. That he is Al-Kahar, he is Al-Azim, he is Al-Akbar. And the Ahlul Jannah, they won't be able to handle looking at that. They won't be able to see, they will have so much awe for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when they see His Jalal, His Azmat, they will look down and they will turn away. And Allah ta'ala will do this to show the people of Jannah that Allah is Allah and Banda is Banda. That Allah is Allah and Mukhluk is Mukhluk. Even in Jannah, there will be a farq. There will be a difference. That we're still Ibad. We're still Abd. So then they will look down when Allah Ta'ala shows his jalal and then they will go back and go to do the other blessings and pleasures of Jannah. And they may do that for thousands of years. Then again Allah Ta'ala will call them. And again Allah Ta'ala shows beauty to them. Then again they will stare at Allah Ta'ala, stare at Allah Ta'ala for billions of years. Then again Allah Ta'ala will start showing his jalal. When they see Allah's majesty, they will look down, they will turn away, then they will enjoy the other pleasures of Jannah. Then again Allah will call them and they will keep repeating this over and over and over again for all of eternity. Forever. This is called Jannati. This is the Qur'anic understanding of insan. This is what Deen of Islam teaches us. So now think, if we were made by, our ruh was made by Allah Ta'ala billions of years ago. He gifted <laughs> us, selected us from all of those arwah for iman, to be <laughs> Ummat ibn Nabiya Kareem He is calling us to Jannah. He wants us to live forever as His beloved in Jannah. Hmm? How much shame we should feel that we disobey Allah Ta'ala in this world. Hmm? Such a Kareem Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, who's giving us so much, who wants to give us so much. In fact, not just Mu'mineen. Allah Ta'ala wants to give it to all insan. All of you know, Allah, what does Allah say in Qur'an? يَا أَيُّهَا الْإِنسَانِ مَا غَرَّكَ بِرَبِّكَ الْكَرِيمِ That, oh humanity, what has deceived you, what has caused you to, what has fooled you, what has deluded you about your رَبِّكَرِيمِ And the beautiful word here is that Allah says, رَبِّكَ He's telling them that I'm still yours. <laughs> I'm your Rabb. Allah Ta'ala is talking to those human beings who don't believe in Him, who don't obey Him. He's saying, I'm still yours. And another place, Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an, but where are you going? Allah is talking to those human beings who don't believe in obeying Him. Where are you going? And what direction have you turned? What's the matter with you that you're not falling in love with that Allah Taala who loves you? So this is Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, incredible, incredible Allah Taala, amazing Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Subhanallah al-Azim. So for such an amazing, incredible, loving Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Can we not live one simple lifetime of obedience? Can't we have one simple life of taqwa? Can't we have one simple life of haya? Can't we have one simple life of sunnah? Are we really going to betray this most incredible, most amazing, most wonderful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just for a few moments of pleasure, for a few pounds of benefit? Are we crazy. We've forgotten who we are. We've forgotten who we are. So the purpose tonight then was to remind ourselves... To remind ourselves, to remind one another Who we are <laughs> What is the purpose of our life Why we are here So that we renew our pledge To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Again we say that Allah You only are our Rub. We want to live for you We want to die for you We want to be raised on the day of judgment In a state that we are loving you And we are beloved to you This is called Deen of Islam And then what can we do tonight Tonight we can do two things. We can make tawbah. We can make repentance from all of our previous sins. We can beg Allah to forgive us for our failure to live up to our identity. We can beg Allah to forgive us for any time we broke His rules. We can beg Allah to forgive us for all the sins that we did. And the second thing we can do tonight is we can make irada. We can make a wish, a will that in the future, Ya Allah, I want to be pure. I'm sick and tired of being impure. In the future, I want to have haya. In the future, I want to have taqwa. This is what we call irada. Irada of tazkiyah Irada that I want to purify my heart, purify my nafs, make myself pleasing to you, make myself follow the sunnah of your blessed messenger, sallallahu and I want to live my life for your sake. But we should make this intention in our heart. We should make true tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we should make niyyah that we want to change our life.